Hello, everyone. Welcome to Risk Roundup. As we see, the world of connected devices is growing rapidly as Internet of Things, in short, referred to as IoT initiatives, are emerging from all across nations. And no matter the nature of the initiative or size of the initiative, since all initiatives are defined by the investment, investors have a power to change the world as they influence not only the growth and development of any idea, innovation, business, industry, or a nation, but the human society, its survival, security, and sustainability beyond cyberspace, geospace, and space. To discuss investing in Internet of Things security, I'm delighted to welcome Jeff Williams to this roundup. Jeff is a partner at Bain Capital Ventures, and he's based in the United States. Welcome, Jeff. We are honored to have you on Risk Roundup. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. And uh, it's, it, it is a, such an exciting topic because I've spent the last 25 years in network security. And, you know, I help start introvert networks. I help start Ironport systems. Most, re most recently, I help start FireEye. And I've now been uh, a venture capitalist for, for three years. And what, what I find interesting about as you described that how do you invest into the next kind of attack surface, right? And so if you think about it, now everybody was so focused on the motion to the cloud, securing the network, securing the endpoint, all of a sudden this new invention or this new proliferation of IoT devices created a unique opportunity from an attack surface. So if you think about it, the adversaries have now moved uh, towards going after these devices because it's easy access to the network that we've all been spending so much money and time on protecting. So I've been studying the IoT space for over two years now, and you know we find it an incredible opportunity uh, to invest in from a technology standpoint to ensure as the growth, as you've heard from Gartner, et cetera, by 2020, there'll be billions and billions of, of devices connected to the network that frankly today are, are not secure. That is very true. You are absolutely right. This is a time of great promise as well as great peril. And as we see, industrial IoT requires strong endpoint security due to safety and security concerns and the safety of humans and the human ecosystem. Even if we talk about cyberspace, geospace, and even space depends on the proper operation of industrial endpoints and of the system as a whole. So when we evaluate security breaches we see today, how would you describe the current state of IoT security? <laughs> yeah, Jayshree, I will tell you that it's, it's almost ground zero. Um, and the reason why I say that is that these devices were born without the ability to actually have a deployment of an agent. So we call them unagentable devices, meaning that they are connected to the network and you can't have an endpoint agent on to discover, manage, and secure them. So right now, approximately 45% of devices inside of an enterprise are not protected and connected to the network. So it's created this massive uh, attack surface that, you know, frankly, is not compliant to the rest of their security uh, policies and procedures. And when you break up the market, again, IoT is one of those words that's kind of overused like ML and AI, but if you really break it down, you have you know, basically critical infrastructure, these industrial control systems, the ICS market, and there's companies out there like Dragos that are addressing that with 
technology to integrate into those systems and also services on top of it. And they're doing extremely well there. But the, the, the massive market opportunity is what I call the enterprise and consumer. The consumer one, as you stated, this could be a consumer driving down the street in a, with a connected car, or they could be in their house with all of these new connected devices from you know, Peloton bikes being connected to their home network to refrigerators and uh, you know, we've seen it all, nests, et cetera, uh, presents, presents an issue. Um, where the big dollars right now are being spent um, from a venture capital community and from the, is, is in the enterprise. Because the enterprise creates the largest attack surface where the adversaries are gonna go after, which is you know, medical devices that are connected um, to humans and networks. Um, industrial devices in, in large manufacturers that are have critical data and are, are, are connected to critical uh, manufacturing networks. The enterprise, right? Every enterprise has copiers, printers, copiers, HVACs, uh, you know, IP phones, that, and they're connected to the crown jewels of their network. So the ability to discover these devices both in the air, in the wireless networks, and then also inside their network, off their network, is absolutely paramount. Yes, very true. Now, the importance of IoT security, it spans multiple interrelated, but very different market constituents. It's not just one single one we are talking about. And before we can understand how to solve the overall security problem, we need to understand each part of the IoT value chain and the respective concerns and issues surrounding cybersecurity implementation. So even when we talk about the enterprise that you are talk, uh, describing, all the you know different initiatives emerging and where the venture comp, uh, VC community is investing, as an investor, do you all keep an eye on the overall IoT chain? And if you do, when you do that, what concerns you most from the innovation perspective as you see all these new ideas and innovations and you know technology emerging from across nations? Yeah, and so I use the cloud as a great example, right? We we invented the cloud uh, for you know ease of, of use, uh, economics, etc. And people moved to the cloud and then had to worry about securing uh, their workloads to the cloud. And I think this is very similar in the sense that we already have billions of IoT devices out there that were manufactured with the inability to actually put an agent and secure them and they're connected to the network. So I think phase one is, you know, be able to have a passive agentless platform that can discover these devices, what type of device they are, what operating system they have, what vulnerabilities are on those operating systems, and then be able to secure their communication. To me, that's phase one. I agree with you, if we could zoom out and say that moving forward, if IoT devices were, were actually manufactured with the ability to have an underlying uh, security component would, would dramatically change the landscape. But right now, you know, I'll use a hockey analogy. This is where the puck is going. So not every copier and camera and printer and Nest device is compromised today, but it does create the largest attack surface. We are now seeing a, a very prolific attacks that are leveraging these high level unmanaged, undetectable devices that are, are accessing the crown jewels of the network of organizations in the ICS market, in the enterprise, in the manufacturing, and in the healthcare with IoT devices. And so, you know, for example, there's, there's a company out there called Armis, A-R-M-I-S Security, and they've built a platform that can actually 
sit in the wireless network without an agent and discover every device in your network. They can hang off a span port in the network and give you full asset visibility across your architecture. And that will allow you to discover, identify, and then manage and secure those devices. So there are companies out there uh, that are doing it today and they, they, they already have a ton of very large enterprises. I talk to CISOs um, every week and this is now becoming the number one item uh, for them to to start to get these devices under their under their compliance uh, uh, tent. Now I'm glad to hear about that. But the challenge for these IoT security is that there is typically no active human user. It's agentless, right? It's behind that is behind the device, and unlike like we are. Uh, behind the computer or a mobile phone, we just don't see any human involved here. So the device logs on its own and sends data on its own. So for all intents and purposes, today an IoT device is, is a user on the network. And now the task of authenticating the device itself becomes a concern because we are still struggling to come up with an effective way to authenticate uh, you know, a human user. Yeah. So talk about you know non-human user, these IoT devices, that increases the complexity. Well, the, 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 the great thing about an IoT device is that its operation is very static versus a human, right? A human is dynamically accessing, uh, uh, you know, multiple components, where an IoT device, you know, a, a copier talking to the network is a static transaction. And it's very easy to see anomalous behavior based on how the device is supposed to be acting. So that's the great thing about IoT devices. You're right, they dynamically are connected to the network, but they are generally have a very, very static transaction between the IoT device. So a copier talking to the network, a camera talking to um, whatever uh, you know component of the network that they're actually recording is a very static. So, so to find anomalous behavior between these IoT devices that you can't put an agent on is actually a lot easier than a human human authentic, uh, authenticating to the network, if that makes sense. Yeah, in, in a way it does, but at the same time it brings us more complex challenges because we are not talking about one or two IoT devices. These are this could be like you know a similar device that will be millions, you know, or thousands. And if if hackers they figure out how to hack into one you know device, they can have a you know attack on all the IoT devices. So while it seems that without a human, you know, it makes it much easier, it is actually much more complex because we will, uh, the life of all these IoT devices is not like few years. It will be 15, 20 years, you know, minimum, I would say. And then, you know, you don't, by the time, you know, all the new developments happen, even from the hacking community. So you cannot go and keep upgrading that. The device, you know, infrastructure and the, uh, platform it doesn't you know get updated every single day so i think it's a very complex challenge even though it seems that you know it's a fairly simple because humans are not involved so from your assessment who is taking a lead in developing these end-to-end -end security solutions when you look at all the solutions that are emerging which ones you think as an investor or as a cybersecurity expert you feel that yeah. they are going in the right direction yeah exactly and i agree with you and what's interesting is is that you know, phase one is just discovering them, right? So, you know, if you went into an enterprise, there's no mechanism right now because if they're using network access control or they're using network segmentation, you still can't identify every device in your network because as you stated, sometimes, you know, devices are actually dynamically entered, right? Somebody could bring in a Raspberry, you have phones coming in and out of networks. And so, so you're right, the ability to actually 
So, so really phase one is visibility. Like if I just understand my attack surface that, and I can understand any anomalous behavior in that attack surface, that's phase one, right? So, so I agree with you. Nobody's going to boil the ocean up front. But right now, chief information security officers around the world need visibility. And so, um, again, I think, you know, right now the leader, when I talk to uh, very large manufacturers, financial institutions, um, these chief information security officers right now are deploying solutions like Armis because they built an, uh, an, 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 it's basically a passive agentless platform that can discover every device from a medical device to a copier, to a camera, to enterprise, to manufacturing. And so, so they're, they're at least giving these CISOs and these corporations incredible visibility into these assets, both in the network and also uh, the ones that are what, are what we're calling IoT devices that are connected to the network. So uh, in all of our research, they're, they're doing the best, um, but it still presents another opportunity to really understand device behavior and this is the direction they're going. So they now have um, benchmark device behavior. As I stated, they're, you know, most IoT devices are statically connected, meaning they, they, their, their transaction look very similar. And so from a security standpoint, again, we're only starting with anomalous behavior. And I agree with you, that's, that's not the holy grail, but that's at least phase one. So once you've identified and you can detect anomalous behavior, then you can actually block them leveraging some mechanism in the network from actually accessing uh, the crown jewels. Yes, no, I hear you on that. And I'm glad to uh, know that, you know, there are some developments happening that are very promising. Now, it also adds a lot of complexity, as you see, you know, while we are still struggling to come up with a very effective solution just for the IoT, you know, baseline, quantum computing and the automation, you know, AI-driven automation, they are adding complex challenges. So uh, quantum computing impacts the IoT ecosystem for, you know, industrial use and with functional quantum computers just around the corner and the smart autonomous future dawning upon us, where do you see a looming yeah. IoT security and how is the industry working to come up with effective solutions? Yeah, it's frightening. I mean, I, I, I use the example, like you said, like, I, could you imagine driving down a freeway and your car gets shut off by somebody, right? I mean, you know, I, I agree that, 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 that human lives are going to be affected if we don't get this right. And I, I really worry about um, cyber warfare in our critical infrastructure. I worry about what the nation state is doing. Um, and I worry about what, you know, the nefarious uh, activity that we're seeing with the adversaries across the enterprise, both, you know, our financial institutions, our manufacturing institutions. I mean, this could actually affect GDP. Um, so look, I, I think in anything, when, 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 when a, an attack surface this large is discovered, if you think about it today, 45% of devices in a corporation are IoT devices. That's incredible. Um, Gardner is saying that in the next 10 years, that could be as high as 90%. Um, so I think the good thing is, is that we're not at the tipping point where this, this attack surface is just being attacked all day, every day, um, but it, it's happening. And so I think it's going to give us a little bit of a time and window uh, to actually, you know, at least get ahead of, uh, of this threat. And, and there's a lot of companies out there doing that specific to industrial control systems, um, specific to, uh, you know, the enterprise, IoT, et cetera. At some point, I do believe with you that embedded in the products earlier on in the phase of actual manufacturing, but we're so far away from that that the, the most prudent thing that things, people can do today 
is know what those assets are, understand the type, the vulnerabilities in the operating system, and at least be able to control the communication that into the network. Yeah. One and 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 you know I, I do believe that 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 will that will be a massive market opportunity, and that's the way we're looking at it uh, from a venture capital standpoint. Yes, it is a massive market opportunity, no doubt about that. And with the powerful quantum computers capable of breaking even the strongest encryption code used to protect the privacy or, or security of the digital information, the security risk for these rapidly growing intrinsic web of connected thing is so complex. So the cost of solving, I think the Internet of Things security problems today that runs into millions is going to increase enormously. So uh, my obvious question is then, you know, whether the investment community, not only VC, but, the, you know, every, you know, uh, even the funds and, you know, the governments, public, private, all the investors, are they allocating appropriate funding for the uh, making sure that the security of yeah. the critical infrastructure or the IOTs and everything that we have meaningful solutions as the, you know, quantum encryption and the quantum computer breaks all everything, you know, and uh, makes everything obsolete that we have. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, over the last 25 years, we've been focused on uh, the cloud, the network, the endpoint, and we believe that we have that, you know, solved to the 90th percentile and, and, and agree. This is definitely where, the market's going, and we are seeing a dramatic shift in the uh, in, in in companies uh, being started up to start to address this problem. And we're actually seeing a proliferation of investing going on in this because people realize that this isn't just a a, a total addressable marketplace where you have a set amount of um, uh, of IoT devices, and that's not going to change. Because of the motion to the cloud, we are going to see uh, even more. Uh, IoT devices or these dynamic devices that are in, entering in and out of the network are going to grow to the 90th percentile. So if you think about that, it's already a massive market opportunity. It's only going to get bigger. And so we are seeing uh, an increase in, in investment in that area for sure. Very true. No, it is a massive opportunity. So where are you investing and what challenges you face as you evaluate all these ideas that come to you, all the innovations that come on your desk when you try to invest into this IoT, you know, market. So what we saw in our, so I've been looking at this space for two years. What we saw is the market's very fragmented, right? So there's three or four vendors that are specifically going after critical infrastructure and ICS. There's three or four vendors that were specifically going after medical devices. And then, you know, then there's there's only a couple companies that are actually going across the entire architecture. Because if you think about it, um, if you take a, um, uh, you know, a, let's just call it a, a fast food company in the United States, they've got 100 locations, their, their stores are now connected to the network. They now have French fryers, literally IP-based French fryers that are connected to the network because they're trying to perfect the French fries. Their refrigerators are connected to the IP for inventory purposes. Their ordering systems are connected. So now you have a hundred stores, all of these devices, what we're calling these new smart stores or these new smart uh, locations are now prolifically connected to the network. And it, for those you know, kind of particular companies, over 75% of their entire architecture is IoT devices and it's giving them a competitive advantage in the market, but it creates this massive attack surface for them. And so we saw a very fragmented market. 
And you know, th there are companies, uh, like I stated, uh, that, that, that are coming to market that actually can protect the enterprise and also protect um, all of these other uh, 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 you know, manufacturing or retail, et cetera. So, so we're seeing it's, it's just, it, it really is in the early phases, but we are seeing some mature solutions where we're seeing companies that are protecting you know, airlines, not only the corporation of the airlines, but every connected device in every airport, badge readers, cameras, these you know, wildly smart connected. Um, so, so you see that, we're seeing fast food chains, uh, we're seeing corporations, uh, so financial institutions, they all have the, uh, uh, it's interesting that you bring it up. Everybody has a slightly different use case for IoT devices, but ultimately they are all equally vulnerable. They are legacy systems, legacy operating systems that are critical to the business, but yet not critically secure because they're connected to the network, which is creating this, this new opportunity from an investment standpoint. So, you know, we'll see in the next six to 12 months, I can guarantee you based on the, the competitive uh, nature of, of the market and how big it will be, you're gonna see uh, a massive influx in, in venture capital uh, into this market. Very true. Now, I hear you on that. And uh, that is what is required. Now, as we look at all these, uh, the market is growing, as you just said, and you know, the number of IoT devices and applications are growing so rapidly. So at the same time, we are also going to see the need for increasing the computational power. Because, uh, you know, as more and more organizations and entities across nations, it's government industries, organizations and academia, they all venture into getting, you know, the, trying to collect data for uh, their many initiatives and, you know, have more IoT devices all, uh, you know, in cyberspace, geospace, space everywhere, you know, then we are going to see the need for increased computational power. Now, it seems that organizations like IBM and Google and Microsoft and Intel, these are just some, you know, major players that are, uh, you know, trying to come up with process or trying to come up with the new ways of increasing the computational power that can support the IT system. Yeah, you, you bring up a great point. So, you know, what, what, I, what I find really interesting here is that you're right. So ultimately it comes down, what, what's interesting about um, detecting an unagentable uh, device, if it's having, if it's doing something nefarious or something anomalous, is exactly what you stated. It's this, it's this, it's this, this, this computational uh, uh, ability to discern that it's, it's all about analytics, right? So if you have a device, it has a normal operating procedure. It has a normal uh, a way of communicating. Think about how many devices there are around the world. They're all operating very differently, right? And so understanding and being able to analyze or apply analytics to understand what is normal and what is not, I believe also creates a massive opportunity for this market. So it's one thing to identify them, but then it's also equally important to have, as you would state, the computational power to have the analytics to really understand how that device is supposed to be operating to ensure the integrity of a device that is not secure and connected to the network. Yes, very true. Now, while quantum computers are still in their infancy, and there are many who believe that the mature quantum computers will be able to, as we discussed, you know, briefly before, that uh, it will crack public key infrastructure. So, do you see the ability for any nation to quickly 
upgrade the security infrastructure from the innovations and the in technology and the different processes that are already established i mean talk about united yeah. states do you see our ability to quickly upgrade our security infrastructure yeah i think you're right i mean i think quantum computing is is going to change the game um on several fronts um both for the offense and the defense um you know and so the you know the adversaries as you well know i always say the offense is always greater than the defense because they're on the offense and and we have to make sure that we have mechanisms uh in place to protect our people our companies our countries uh against these um adversaries and attacks and you know security i hate to say it is is a very tactical right i mean it just is it has to be because you know there are ways to detect and prevent you know zero day things from happening but ultimately security is very tactical in the sense that it's more about you know you said it earlier it's more about making sure that you understand your attack surface making sure that you are securing uh that surface as great as you possibly can and and constantly shrinking the attack surface so if you were to define shrinking the attack surface what that means is is basically the only way you shrink this attack surface is to identify these devices so discover them identify them understand you know from an analytic standpoint how they should be communicating to the network and baselining that and then managing and securing that through any anomalous behavior that will be kind of phase 1 in the IoT world because fortunately these devices are are very static in how they how they communicate and so that's pretty easy to do but as the level of sophistication quantum computing like i agree at some point the public key infrastructure will be cracked we you know we're we're now talking about leveraging blockchain um etc there's other mechanisms that i believe uh are going to give us the capability to stop those uh much bigger um threats to 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 humans companies and countries uh but right now based on this topic of of IoT and the proliferation of IoT and the inability to secure it today i really believe that you're going to see a massive influx in investment um to ensure the integrity of those devices at least at a very tactical level uh one other area concerns me uh, that is the electromagnetic warfare so how prepared are these iot security device manufacturers in protecting their uh, all the you know the products that they come up with or the iot uh, solutions that they come up with in protecting them from the electromagnetic uh, warfare because anybody you know fr- can buy a device in 15 20 probably or less than 50 and they using the radio frequency they can effectively destroy all the electronics so that is also another major concern yeah. i you know emerging for the uh, iot security yeah, yeah. So, so like i said i think i think what you have to do is you have to get out in front of the current uh, attack surface and i really do believe that we we we've kind of Uh, you know talked about that we understand that so we've also uh, recently made an investment in a very very small company called Red Balloon and they are focused on doing this at the embedded layer and though again so i i look at things as we have this massive attack surface and you're not going to upgrade every one of those devices with a, a new operating system that has some underlying technology that is going to secure those devices that's not that's not going to happen the idea is is how can we secure you know identify them secure them etc you have this next generation of of um opportunity from an IoT standpoint which is to invest in the underlying embedded technology in 
you know, these chips that are driving the communication of cars, these chips that are driving, you know, innovation in the connected home. So I actually think the long run, you know, hopefully what we have is a bunch of smart IoT devices, but we're 10 years away from that. And so I think what happens is, is that these both need to happen in parallel, innovation around protecting the current attack surface, and then innovation around uh, what I call embedded smart IoT security. Um, you know, and, and there are several companies out there, uh, we happen to invest in, in Red Balloon, where they're going to do this at the embedded layer. And I, I just think that's really exciting. Yes, it seems as exciting and you are right. I mean, we there are so many uh, different uh, variables emerging for the security community to work on. And one more, you know, the last I see is the neuromorphic computing and neuromorphic chips that are emerging. That is also going to, you know, add some complex security challenges. So having said that, what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners, especially those young, brilliant minds who are very passionate about you know trying to innovate uh, solutions for the uh, iot security community or for the post quantum computer uh, you know era for the security uh, community what would you like to tell them yeah i think what the most interesting is you brought it up i really do believe that um these iot devices are more connected to um you know humans and 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 critical uh, data infrastructure etc i think you know this you know, in my 25 years, I truly believe that this presents the greatest opportunity from a, a technology standpoint, but it, it creates an equal opportunity for the adversary. And so, you know, all I would say is, you know, for all of those people out in the world that are are, are thinking about, you know, developing um, with a mission uh, to to protect, you know, our people, our companies, and our countries uh, from these adversaries. I, I really hope that the, the, the level of innovation continues there. And I would say the same to the investment community. It's upon us to uh, invest in these early stage companies, which I think ultimately uh, will be able to impact um, as the amount of IoT devices proliferate uh, around the world. And so, you know, I greatly appreciate the opportunity uh, uh, in talking about this topic. And, you know, as, as we progress, I'm happy to do it again. And thank you so much. Wonderful, Jeff. No, thank you so much. You all investors have a power to change the world. So uh, I think uh, the global community, security community depends on you. And I'm sure that you will uh, uh, come up with uh, effective, you know, solutions for investing in uh, the necessary ideas. So thank you so much for participating in Risk Roundup today. We appreciate your thoughtful insight on investing in IoT security and our global viewers and listeners will benefit tremendously from the understanding you provided on the state of IoT security. So even if uh, a single individual or entity uh, can understand uh, the complex challenges facing the IoT security, uh, based on the discussion we had today, this discount of dialogue has been of service and we thank you for that. Thank you. Wonderful. So Risk Roundup, a global initiative launched by Risk Group, is a security risk reporting for risk emerging from existing and emerging technologies, technology convergence and transformation happening across cyberspace, geospace and space. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security and peace, they all walk together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, Risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict. And it is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. 
all three concepts fit into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secured for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security. So if you build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risk together. For more information on the risk roundups, to watch the risk roundup webcast or hear the risk roundup podcast, please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayashree, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.